Hello everyone, my name is Christian Emmons, and I'm the senior news editor for the Augsburg Echo student newspaper. Continuing our series of conversations surrounding the upcoming midterms, this week I sat down with Hennepin County Commissioner Peter McLaughlin to talk about the role of a commissioner in the lives of students and how his position shapes the future of the county. This is the Echo Podcast. <laughs> County Commissioner Peter McLaughlin. Commissioner, thanks so much for being here with us. I'm glad to be here. So I think the first thing that we should cover is if I'm a student and I'm going into vote in November here, um, and I think there might be a general lack of knowledge as to how your position impacts my life. So if I was a student and I asked you, how does a county commissioner impact my life, what would you tell them? Well, I'd say that... Uh Hennepin County, there are over 3,000 counties in the United States. Hennepin County is the 35th largest by population out of all, all of more than 3,000. And we have a budget that, if you include Hennepin County Medical Center, now Hennepin Healthcare, uh, our budget is over $3 billion a year. And so we, we invest in social services, roads, bridges, uh, transit, the public library system. Uh, and so we touch people, and the criminal justice system. So we touch people's lives in, in a lot of different ways. Uh, for students here at Augsburg, I think two of the key ways that, that your lives would be affected by, by the Hennepin County Commissioners and the Hennepin County Board uh, would be, one, our investment in transit. We were the lead proponents and the chief local financers of the Hiawatha light rail line, now the blue line, and the and the green line connecting Minneapolis and St. Paul, and we want to con continue our investments in those so that we create a, a major transit system for the 21st century. That's going to help students move around that you've already got pretty great access compared to most other places within the region, uh, and we want to continue that. We want to get it so that students coming from Eden Prairie or St. Louis Park can come right in uh, on the green line, or if you're coming from Brooklyn Park, you could come in on the blue line, uh, in addition to where you can come from now. In addition, though, the the uh, we have done a lot of work with the Cedar Riverside Partnership uh, in, in this area to try to make the neighborhood work well for everybody in the neighborhood. And that's been... Uh, that's been about investments in pedestrian improvements, about connectivity, about connecting the community to, to members of the community to jobs, and really reaching out, as Augsburg does so well, into the neighborhood, into the communities of color uh, to bring students in. And we're trying now to work with younger students, uh, high school students. Uh, we work with Fairview Medical through our partnership for a, on a scrubs camp, it's called. It's a, a week-long program for high school students. We provide scholarships so that low-income students can participate. 
and they learn about what medical careers are available and what you need to be studying in high school if you're going to get into college and, and, uh, and be able to succeed in a medical career. Medical jobs aren't going away. They're very important. They're, they're, uh, and so this is a great opportunity to introduce young people in this neighborhood, uh, many of whom are kind of disconnected from the, from the economy or their parents are disconnected from the economy. And this is a way to connect them in real ways. We also have our Opportunity Center over at, uh, right across from the Coil Center uh, in Cedar Riverside. And there we're reaching out uh, and providing job opportunities for young people in the neighborhood. And what it is, is this partnership is designed to make the whole neighborhood stronger. And Augsburg is a part of this neighborhood. And President Pribenow has been the, the chair of this Cedar Riverside partnership. And he got involved because he saw Augsburg as a major institution in this neighborhood that couldn't just live be insular in how it how it uh, how it interacted. It needed to be reaching out, and so this partnership is a way to do that to make it a, a safer, more hospitable, more welcoming neighborhood, a neighborhood that's got good access to transit. And we've advocated for all those all those sorts of things through that partnership. So that's really the way that students are, are, are going to be directly affected. I mean, one of the latest projects that we're looking at is uh, a pedestrian and bicycle bridge, a new one over 94 that would reconnect the Cedar Riverside neighborhood and the Augsburg campus with the Seward neighborhood. That was, that was really pretty, that was broken uh, when, the, when the freeway went through. And this would reconnect those two. And that's going to make life uh, on campus uh, and life in the community better as we reconnect those, uh, those broken ties. During your time as a county commissioner, how have you seen the challenges of the position evolve? Well, it's interesting. When I first started, uh, there were a lot of, urban America was not growing very fast. Most of the growth was out in the suburbs. Uh, there were, the jobs were exiting. Uh, people were exiting uh, and so there was a challenge and people weren't quite sure whether urban America was going to make it. And so now we're seeing this incredible influx of people and investment and jobs into the inner city areas. And so it's a whole different set of challenges that we have to deal with. In both cases there were, the, there were severe disparities between uh, low income, between people of color and, and majority residents. And so that, those disparities were big then. They remain uh, persistently large. And so now we have a chance because of this new investment in the community and the growth and the new jobs that are available, we think we can reduce and hopefully eliminate the, the disparities on employment and income and education. So it's, it's the chance of, uh, of a lifetime and the, and the county is right in the middle of it because we're doing job training programs, we're, doing, we're connecting people to employment, we're working to make sure that kids uh, stay in high school and have opportunities to go on to post-secondary education. So it's a, it really is, but before we were kind of holding on, trying to keep the city together, and now, now we have a chance to have it, have it grow and, and to deal everybody in, to make it a city that works and a county that works for everybody. Now, we talked a little bit about the past. Moving forward, 
what do you see as some of the bigger challenges facing maybe not just Hennepin County, but specifically the Cedar Riverside neighborhood? And how do you plan to address, tackle those issues? Okay, well, a couple of years ago, the unemployment rate in the Cedar Riverside neighborhood was 17%. That's, that's sky high in this economy. And so we have been gradually driving that number down. Uh, we need to keep driving it down even further. Uh, and that, that's an opportunity that we have. And we're using our Opportunity Center to, to, to be the, the engine behind that. Uh, beyond that, uh, there are affordable housing issues that, that uh, are going to affect this na the neighborhood and students uh, trying to find affordable places to live uh, either while you're in school or after, after you're out. Uh, the rental market is spiraling upward pretty fast right now. And so we need to provide additional rental housing opportunities uh, that are affordable for, for people. Uh, beyond that, we're still going to have the, the challenge of uh, finishing up the transit system, and I'm committed to doing that. We're, we're making great progress, but we still have to get these last few lines uh, over the finish line, if I can say that. Uh, and we can do it, and we can do it. And when we do it, it's going to provide incredible mobility improvements for students. And it's also a way that everyone through in their travel behavior can contribute to the reduction in global warming and you know if, there, if you read the UN study that just came out this week uh, it's kind of a grim prognosis if we don't get our act together as a as the world community uh, we're not going to make it and I believe every local institution and even individuals need to make a contribution to reducing global warming and the greenhouse gas emissions that cause it. And so, that's what we've got to we've got to make sure that uh, we we can put a lid on on the, uh, the the greenhouse gas emissions as best we can. If we're, if there's going to be a future uh, on this on this planet, I mean, it's I don't mean to sound alarmist, but if you read those reports, uh, the changes are coming very very fast, and it's going to take significant contributions and we're not getting any help frankly out of out of Washington right now uh, and so at the local level we need to we need to make changes and the, the county is going to be a part of that Augsburg is a part of it as an institution and individuals can be a part of it too through their through their own behavior and their own actions Commissioner thanks so much for sitting down and uh, talking with us today we really do appreciate it thank you it was a lot of fun uh, look forward to doing it again sometime Perfect. thank you Thanks once again to Commissioner McLaughlin for sitting down and having a conversation with us. For more information on Peter McLaughlin's campaign, you can visit PeterMcLaughlin.org. Or for more information on the Hennepin County Commissioner position, you can visit Hennepin.us. I'd like to remind all of our listeners that The Echo is available on Apple Podcasts. Feel free to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by The Echo Student Newspaper. Pick up your copy every Friday around campus, and with story ideas, you can email echo at augsburg.edu. Feel free to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and a big thank you to Winston Hecht for producing the music for this podcast. Thanks so much for listening. We're looking forward to the next conversation.